0: You are now listening to a fit plus love production. Wellness is more important and is a feature of people's daily lives. People are more intentional about what they're consuming. And our our goal is to help educate people about the power, like the you know, the power of these Cat. natural ingredients, which is which is intense, and you know, I should also note that you know, when I first started this exercise with Free Reign, I just made the decision to give up alcohol. And I was, you know, going through the endurance thing. I had a full yeah. plate professionally, personally at home with two young kids, and, and you know, and in my training. And I just thought, hey, alcohol's not doing me any favors. You know so my search for alternatives was real so that was absolutely kind of the equation in starting right. free reign and you know it's something i see a lot of as i'm sure you do too now which is people are looking for alternatives to alcohol i don't yeah. think people drink the way like
1: uh, i definitely me can. and my
0: friends drank yeah. when, when right. you know when we were out of college i just think and as you get older and you're kind of more on your plate you know the alcohol just doesn't have the effect, so I think in many ways people are also looking for alternatives and things to drink that are not just water or soda, which opens up kind of a whole world. That was Colin McCabe. This
1: is Marnie's Song. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I sync up with Colin McCabe. He is the co-founder of Founders Table Restaurant Group, co-founder at Chopped Creative Salad Company, co- and founder of Free Rain. Colin was on the podcast over three years ago on episode 72. Kind of funny because this week it's episode 272. We're catching up and he brings me up to speed on Chopped. Then Colin shares the scoop on his new wellness beverage company, Free Rain. We talk about the restaurant business and some of the challenges and obstacles he faced with Chopped during the pandemic. And how he launched his new company, Free Rain, during the pandemic as well. Colin shares some really amazing positive lessons about building a business. And of course, I get the scoop on the workouts and wellness routines that are keeping him fit these days. I hope you enjoy. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to your Apple device, click on the Marnie on the Move podcast, scroll through the many episodes. Click on the five stars and then click on leave a review and tell us what you love. These reviews are really important for the podcast, so I appreciate it so much when you leave them. And of course, feel free to share this episode on your social and wherever you like to get social. Now, on to my conversation with Colin. Colin so great to have you on the podcast how have you been it's been a
0: while I know I think uh it's four years I think it's I think it's closer to
1: 72 oh my god you're right it was like my first year doing the podcast it was so so what was the date 2019 it was August 2019
0: okay so just over three years
1: yeah wow amazing wow but it feels like yesterday I don't know why it, feel,
0: it does. It, no, it does feel like yesterday. And I like I'm I, I was going back earlier and thinking about what we talked about. And, you know, I think I had just well, I know I had just or earlier that year finished my first iron first and only Ironman and you were really starting on your kind of triathlon journey. Yeah. Um, and because I follow you on social media, oh I've been <laughs> able to track some of it. I think what, last month you, you you had an accident, which is
1: <laughs> that was awesome. unfortunate.
0: That's an no. unfortunate but real yeah. part of the training for sure. So, wh- yeah. where are you with that?
1: So, I had to like full stop training for about, well, um, for about, um, so I'm back. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm you're back. Back to training. Yeah, but I had to okay. stop different parts of my training because I had stitches. So I basically was riding over the GW. And mm. as I was coming off the bridge, because I'm sure you've been riding up that way in the past, I, uh, I was stopped, but people were coming at me on their bikes. And so I tried to move out of the way and I like tipped over. Oh God. And fell, I had a helmet on, I fell right on my face. Of all, and my hands, I was like holding onto my bike. Like I wanted to like keep the bike
0: safe. You know, I never have done that ride. And I'll but tell you you why.
1: Oh, my God. No,
0: because I am very wary of getting in, of riding in the city at all yep. because I don't want to get into an accident.
1: Right. So and it happens. So all my yeah. time
0: on the bike is like really spent mitigating the, the the chance for an accident. So yeah,
1: so you ride. I mean, if you ride anywhere else, you know, it's fine. It's really, yeah. I think... I mean, you know, obviously riding in the city near cars are always dangerous, but, but yeah, thanks for asking. I'm, I'm back. I'm just, uh, getting my running back and I'm not doing the marathon. Are you doing the marathon?
0: No, you know, I, I did four in a row and Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to be a streaker. I'm going to do it every year for as long as I can do it. I kind of, I hit my PR And like, I I really had this goal time. I wanted to break 3.30. I did that. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll I'll try to qualify for Boston on a flat course. So it was like, you know, I was getting into it. And then I had a skiing accident where I really destroyed my shoulder. I think that's, yeah. Had surgery. And after that, I just, I couldn't really run. I, you know, after about five or six miles, I was in a lot of pain because it was just messing up my gait.
1: Yeah.
0: So I kind of transitioned out of endurance stuff and out of marathon running and more into strength training and some yoga and started to make the transition to, hey, I want to do things that. Are going to build me up, whereas endurance can kind of tear you down a little bit. And I, you yeah, know, and I'm okay. I'm okay with that change. And then it allows me to do a lot of things I sacrificed when I was do, in doing endurance stuff, like kiteboarding and uh, like other yeah. stuff. like on other N2. sports that take four sports. hours to
1: put your gear together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I get it. So, yeah. I mean, I. I mean, I think that it does. It does take up a lot of time but I enjoy it. But yeah, I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. Like I actually just started doing strength training again. I haven't done it in a long time. And just when you're training for endurance races, you're always doing the sports that you're supposed to be doing on race day. So right. it's great to kind of do some strength training and like have a different focus and not doing long runs or I love doing long rides though. Like the second I, I fell off my bike a week later, I was back on.
0: <laughs> like oh, I'm good. not going to
1: let this Crush me. But yeah. That's
0: good. But yeah. the strength training is is definitely good and, and really helps the endurance yes. stuff in a real way. And in retrospect, I, I kind of wish I had folded more of that into my training.
1: Well, it's not too late.
0: No, <laughs> you're doing no. it now. Well, we're not doing the endurance <laughs> you, stuff now. You're now not now doing it now. Do. Yeah. Let's just
1: yeah. chat about what's going on with you because I mean, the last time we talked, we mm-hmm. established was like three years ago. Year one of the podcast, the Money on the Move podcast, and we talked about Chopped. Yeah. Which was, it, you're still, it's still, still
0: involved in Chopped.
1: You're still involved in Chopped. Yeah. yeah. If anybody wants to listen to that conversation, it's a great one, episode 72. So, but now, I mean, since then, I mean, we've been through a pandemic and you've got a whole new company. So tell me about free range
0: yeah well still you know active in chopped which i started in 2001 right out of yeah. college so you know my entire professional life has been in an effort to help people live healthier happier lives through food and and chop today is an 85 unit restaurant chain in 15 different markets and continues to grow and and that that is excellent still involved um a number of years ago, because I've been noting how the consumer's taste has changed over time, especially since I first started Chopped, I've noticed that people are way more thoughtful about what they consume. They're more intentional. They eat with more function in mind in many ways, with specific goals in mind. And I started to notice that in beverage. And I could see it in our own beverage case at Chopped. And I saw people had been moving away from sugary sodas um and even away from diet sodas right and had been moving into really sparkling water in many ways and and one thing I noticed just in the category of sparkling water was that you know there were a few areas for opportunity right. and one was for more flavor and two was for more function and right. three was kind of across beverage as a whole room for mission, right? I, th- I saw that beverages had really become commoditized and that, um, there was a message and that kind of a net good that you could do through a beverage company and, a, a, and venture. And so with that in mind, I started free reign, right? And the goal of free rain is to be the cleanest sparkling, uh, functional beverage in the planet, on the planet. And, um, with a certain mandate, right, with a beverage that is 25 calories, no added sugar, no caffeine, nothing artificial, nothing artificial, but with a really full efficacious dose of a single functional ingredient. Right. And so, you know, in a world that is kind of dominated by energy drinks, right, how can you address different need states? With the power of these natural ingredients, and so we launched in July of 2020, addressing three needs. Dates. We have a tart cherry flavor with uh, Siberian ginseng for energy. We have a um, blood orange and ginger with ashwagandha, which I'm drinking yeah, right now. That's my favorite for, one. Yeah, for I Focus. love ashwagandha. Thank you. Yeah. that's our that's our in retail our best selling really um, okay. one and. And then one for calm, which is a blackberry with passion flower, which is this really powerful nervine um, that really helps calm a racing mind. And we launched with those, and we launched with those three. And all of these ingredients, you know, in, in talking about what we've discussed in terms mm-hmm. of our endurance pursuits, were all were all ingredients that I was using in my personal and training life. Uh, Mm -hmm. in the lead up and after, you know, my iron man and I was using Siberian ginseng for energy. I was using ashwagandha for kind of recovery. And I was using, I was drinking passion flower in tea form. Um, because you know, I could be one of my problems is falling asleep and I could be physically exhausted, dog tired. But as soon as my head hits the pillow, my mind starts racing. That's and it me. just does, doesn't yeah. matter. That's and and like I can't once I'm asleep, I'm good. But yeah. I have a problem falling asleep. And Passion Flower really has a marked impact on oh, the, wow. kind of my mind racing. And so like yeah, I, so that's one of the reasons I decided to put it into free reign. And then a year after we launched, in the pursuit of addressing really, you know, the most important need states, we launched arousal which is our grapefruit flavor with 500 milligrams of maca, which has been shown to increase libido, to address sexual wellness in a mature, healthy, non fruity way. Yes. And so, you know, these were formulas that I spent six months plus working on with this guy Andre in Brooklyn, who's like a flavor magician. And I knew that I could test them in the doors of Chopped and get immediate feedback from really the, the type of customer that I was looking to serve. And right. the feedback was was really um, amazing. So I decided to to give it a run. And then the last part I was mentioning was, you no, know, this issue of mission. And you know, because we use you know only ingredients from nature and nothing artificial, it was really important for us to have a message and identity that is fully in support of environmental charities. So we are members of one percent for the planet we uh, are soon we're submitted to become a b corp and just waiting for that certification which i'm excited about and we just launched our own charitable initiative called four seasons of giving where every season we partner with a new environmental charity um and activate the brand through them so this summer it was surf rider foundation um uh, right now in the fall it's global reforest uh, regeneration and, um, we're, you know, looking at our winter and spring partners right now.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I saw something about Surf Rider on your Instagram. So that's pretty cool. I love that you're doing that and you're picking different organizations quarterly yeah. to partner with. That's cool. So you can really highlight a lot of different organizations.
0: Well, and it, it's, you know, it's a reflection of the ethos of the brand, which is a very positive message and really a message about being active, and spending as much time in nature as possible.
1: This episode is also brought to you by Athletic Greens and AG1. I started using AG1 months ago, and it has been an amazing addition to my daily wellness routine. I was looking to boost my immunity, improve my gut health, and optimize my endurance sports performance. I needed an all-in-one nutritional supplement that was easy to add to the mix That would also work with my sensitive gut. AG1 has 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food supplements, and adaptogens. And it's super simple to use. You just add one scoop to a cup of water. The travel packs are amazing too. I've been on the road with the show for the past month and having these AG1 packets with me was a real game changer for keeping my energy boosted and helping me stay healthy on the road and in flight. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every day to take great care of yourself. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes great too. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supplement of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Marnie on the Move to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay. So, I mean, similarly to how Chopped was born, which was just, you noticed that there was a need in the marketplace for something that didn't exist and you just like hands-on like started doing it. So maybe, you know, for my listeners who aren't dialed into Chopped and didn't listen to that episode, like maybe share a little bit and we can rewind to like how that started and and maybe bring it forward to like where you are now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. So my best friend, Tony, and I started Chopped in 2001. Um, and, you know, it was an idea born when we were in college. And, you know, the fast food landscape was dominated by burgers and pizza. And, you know, the idea was how do you create something, a fast food concept that actually served healthy food without sacrificing flavor at all? How do you excite right. people into healthy eating? Um, and, you know, at the time, this was a really novel idea that we were gonna take, uh, going to take going back to the late 90s when we we're just right. coming out of college. Uh, how do you take what was seen as a side dish, the salad, and elevate it to the main course? And how do you prove to consumers and people coming in through your doors that a salad can taste better? than any burger or pizza or any other, you know, food or sandwich than people were eating. And right. you could still feel good about eating it. And so we first opened the doors in 2001 here in Union Square in New York City. Um, you know, I I think it took, a, you know, a little time for for yeah. people to get used to this idea, but, you know, I, I think the cat's out of the bag, that salad is now, you know, can be a meal and, um, it's been an awesome, an awesome run. We continue to grow. We're grow, building twenty restaurants this year. Um, that's amazing. And 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 it's been exciting.
1: I think what I I wanted to ask you is like you know you're obviously an innovator and someone who sort of pioneers new ideas and takes risks. So, you know, how do you, as an entrepreneur and someone who's who's taking these risks and creating something unique that's not in the marketplace, like how do you power through? Uh, The naysayers, I would say like people who are like what you're crazy like that is like not going to work like what do you do.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I really know how to pick them because the restaurant (laughs) business is definitely uh, not the easiest business in the world. And the beverage business is really like, if it's not harder, it's not far behind the restaurant business and you could do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But maybe not every, (laughs) maybe not everything, but yeah, I mean, so I really believe in the movement of a healthier eating and more intentional uh, consumption and the importance of it, natural ingredients and uh, in people's diets. And, um, you know, we saw it with Chopped. Um, we knew it was filling a hole. We knew that we could make it taste great. We knew we could do it in a format that was fast and had a strong value proposition. And people, you know, if we could get them in, right? Mm -hmm. We could convert them. And in many ways, it's, you know, it's the same, it's the same ethos with free reign, like, hey, give me a chance. If I can get people to drink this, I know I will convert them. And, and that's what we've seen, you know, been in business just over two years. Um, What we're seeing is once people try it, they're, you know, they're in large part in they're in the program. I mean,
1: I loved it. When Russell sent it over, he sent over when we were heading to Utah for the Ironman World Championships. I was like, this is amazing.
0: Like, how do I I not know about
1: this? It's really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, that's, you know, so the effort is not only just getting into business and then scaling the business and that is a lot of, you know, difficult, unsexy work. And you have to really be focused on the details and making sure your operations are extremely tight. So kind of always starts with this big idea where you're kind of, yeah. you know, zoomed out and right looking at the market as a whole and seeing a hole and how do I address that hole? And then once you have the product like zooming in and really focused on the day-to-day to make sure you're executing as well as possible. and you know from my point of view it's always these you know it's stressful right how are you how are you managing yourself throughout this journey and I you know I think I think back to the early days of CHOP and maybe I was just so young I didn't know any better right and and I I know a lot more now but it's still it's still hard and I think that maybe I just as I've gotten older, I just, you know, I, I have a little more context and I, you know, I may know better, but, uh, you can't let it get to you and you just have right. to kind of keep your eyes on the prize and, you know, especially, you know, it's a difficult time right now. There's not, you right. know, there's not a lot of great news in the world. And so I'm just trying to stay focused and kind of tune out the noise a little bit. Yeah.
1: That's that's great advice. I mean, I think also, you know, I could, I see, you know, it's it's very, there's a lot going on. I mean, you launched during the pandemic with yeah. free reign, um, but people were starting, we started to see like a more mainstream interest in health and wellness during the pandemic. So that was great.
0: Well, totally. And that's a point I actually omitted and I meant to bring up is that. Oh the the idea with free reign is to be accessible and and priced in a way that is approachable to all people as well. And that yeah, wellness is more important and is a, a feature of people's daily lives. People are more intentional about what they're consuming. And our our goal is to help educate people about the power, like the you know, the power of these yeah. natural ingredients, which is which is intense. And, you know, I should also note that, you know, when I first started this exercise with free reign, I just made the decision to give up alcohol. Right? And I was, you know, going through the endurance thing, I had a full yeah. plate professionally, personally at home with two young kids, and, and, you know, and in my training, and I just thought, hey, alcohol is not doing me any favors. You know, so my search for alternatives was real. So that was absolutely kind of the equation in starting right. Free Reign. And you know, it's something I see a lot of, as I'm sure you do too now, which is people are looking for alternatives to alcohol. I don't yeah. think people drink the way like
1: <laughs> I <definitely> me can. <laughs> and my
0: friends drank when when right. you know when we were out of college. I just think, and as you get older and you have kind of more on your plate, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the alcohol just doesn't have the effect. So I think in many ways, people are also looking for alternatives and things to drink that is not just water or soda, um, yeah. which opens up kind of a whole world for people in free reign as well.
1: Yeah. And I see like, people are also looking to just like elevate their water or, you know, just yeah. people who do drink a lot of water. Like, how do you get in some of these healthy, you know, herbs and, um, uh, you know Chinese herbs like ashwagandha, yeah, yeah. or getting in the passion flower. Like you know, besides sitting down with a hot tea, like you know, especially like during the summer, it was so hot. Like it was great to have. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking, you know, from the perspective of like somebody who like drinks probably three huge bottles of water a day. And I'm sure I know that I'm not the only one. So it's nice to kind of like mix it up. And I also take ashwagandha daily for my cortisol. Um, yes. To keep it. That's low. right. So right. it's, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense.
0: Well, that was the convenience part of it too, because when, as I said, I'd given up alcohol. I drink a lot of water myself, um, but you know, you gotta spice it up a little bit. Yeah. And I was, and I was making my own drinks and yeah. I was, I had tinctures with these ingredients and I was drinking the passion flower in tea, but I had the tincture of ashwagandha and Siberian ginseng. And I was also using ginseng, but you know ginseng in many ways is so powerful that you have to right. psych you have to cycle off of it right yeah. you know so i was you can't i want this to be a daily occurrence so right. you know regular panax ginseng is just you know super powerful and um and so i want to make it more convenient as well and then i remember just going to parties and when i stopped drinking i i just noticed that people who didn't drink yeah. And uh, I always noticed that they, yeah, you know, my friend group as well, they were just drinking sparkling water or, or yeah. water and totally. I would go to the bar and I would have the bartender make these concoctions that had more fruit flavor. And then I would bring them to them and I could actually see their mood change. Cause they're like, right. oh God, this tastes great. And so yeah. that was, uh, that was part of the fun for me as well, right? which is always kind of the creation of these recipes. That when people taste, they go, God, that, wow, that tastes good. And, you know, I love, I, you know, I get off on that feeling. That's like, I love serving people food and drinks that they're really going to like.
1: Free rain is available in all of the chop locations.
0: It is in all the chop locations in Metro New York and DC. We are in about 750 doors, expect to be in a thousand by the end of the year, um, focused on the New York area. Chicago, Southern California, and Texas, and kind of filling in those areas right now. And, you know, kind of growing day by day.
1: Where can people get the free rain? Is it in Whole Foods or places like that? Or- it is yeah. not
0: yet in Whole Foods, working on that for sure. Um, we launch in um, um towards the end of November. We are, are, we are in all juice press locations, oh, two, of, that's awesome. two of our drinks. Okay. Yeah. Our arousal and our focus is in juice press. We are in a whole host, you know, too long a list to be named of yeah. uh, bodegas and specialty grocery We're Bedford wine and cheese. So a lot of doors and, and, and working on some of the bigger chains in Texas at central market in Chicago's fruitful yield and Pete's and the list goes on. And, um, Earth Bear in the Southeast, we are working on LA and working on some yeah. of the chains there as well. I mean, Go, a yeah. large part of our business is through our website, which is freerain.com. Yeah. And, and so for example, you know, juice press carries two of our flavors, um, online, you can get all four. We're also on Amazon, um, which we launched recently and, um, yeah, that's, that's been great for us.
1: That's
0: awesome. You know, you, ref- you mentioned it before that we launched in COVID. And so, you know, the goal for us before COVID happened was we were going to launch in natural grocery markets and food service establishments like Chopped and Juice Press. And, and that was going to be our route to market, but COVID happened and everything was closed. Right. So, and, and certainly everybody you'd want to speak to was putting out fires and, you know, it was hard to achieve any growth that way. So we had to launch direct to consumer, which was not the original intention, but what we found was, you know, we had great reach. We could get, we, we can make ourselves known. We can get a lot of trial and, and we saw really great pickup out of the gate through direct to consumer. But I think long-term you know the real route to growth is through grocery stores and food service and specialty markets
1: and how did you do with chopped during the pandemic like is that
0: a, yeah it, it, kind of a tale of two cities first of all you know the pandemic was hard for anybody in the restaurant business like yeah period it was yeah. Yeah, yeah. and and you know as hard as it was i can't really complain because we have restaurants in the suburbs and in southern markets that were less affected and so we were able to operate through covid we had to make a lot of really painful decisions and yeah when you really think back to late march april and may and well and going on and on of 2020 it was it was really bleak that being said you know we were a larger company and there are a lot of people who felt a whole lot more pain than we did mm-hmm. so you know i can't i can't really complain because right i remember what it was like being a single restaurant where you're fighting to make payroll every week and and how hard that was and it certainly an event like covid would be you know a, a death knell for the business and for many yeah. it was and so mm-hmm. you know i'm i yeah, my feelings are more strongly toward like compassion for you know what yeah. we once were than yeah. than like thinking about the pain of what you know we had to deal with which yeah, you know I mean, in context we, was could have been worse
1: yes and i mean we live in new york where a lot of famous Amazing restaurants closed so yeah, we definitely totally. definitely are lucky, and you know, but I'm, I am excited to see that a lot of places, you know, since before the summer, but a lot I feel like in New York people are back.
0: They're coming I don't, back I
1: mean i'm sure you see, I mean i'm sure you see that in in chopped in your restaurants.
0: Yeah, we see a lot of people coming back. We there's not as many as were pre-pandemic for sure yeah. because we you know, we have a lot of locations that yes. are in dense business areas right. and like just not Brookfield everybody's Place. back in the office. Yeah. Like Brookfield Place, you know, Brookfield Place is doing pretty well compared That's to great. some others, you know. Just there's some holes in New York City where people just haven't gone back to the office. Again, we'll will be fine, but yeah, fine dining establishments have come roaring back. And, you know, my feeling as a born and bred New Yorker yeah. Um, yeah. was, hey, if there's an upside to this, to COVID, it's that there'll be a lot of opportunity because hopefully they're lower rents and there's more vacancies and people yeah. who are just starting off in the business can get in. And, you know, it is not easy finding a reservation. I mean, it's my anniversary tomorrow and- Oh, I have to happy call anniversary. In fa- <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I have to call in favors in order to just to get a reservation. And I, I thought it was gonna be a little easier than it was. Where are you going? But, uh-
1: since this um, is not airing before then, I don't know if it's a surprise. Uh, uh,
0: uh, it's a restaurant called 53, which my wife really loves Chinese food. It's a new Chinese restaurant in Midtown. And so cool. I, I think she'll like that. So I
1: haven't tried to okay. get any reservations recently, but but like you, like I, I don't have a restaurant, right? But I know a lot of people mm. in New York mm. in the restaurant industry. So I usually mm. like wait till the last minute, then call and like beg someone to find me a table.
0: <laughs> that's right. If you're not planning ahead, you're going to have to call in a favor. Yeah, that's, totally. That's, so that's what I've found. I
1: feel like I, I had Neil Harden from ABCB on the podcast recently. Oh, that's and awesome. Like that's my go to restaurant. Like if I'm going, I, I really, I'm not even vegan, but I just love the food there. So
0: it's I'll a like, great restaurant.
1: go there, like just order like basic stuff. The other restaurant that I, that I've only been to once, but I really loved was Sona. It's in union square, but anyway, back to you. So chopped is doing well. He's coming back. People are coming in.
0: Yeah. I go to my local
1: one over here in Brookfield place.
0: Oh, nice. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I still. Yeah, I still eat it chopped four days a week. Um, I think, you know, continue to do really amazing things uh, with food and really try to keep it dynamic. And the idea is how do I stay? I don't just eat it chopped to audit it. I eat it chopped because I really love the food. And I think we're doing really interesting things with the menu and introducing new products through our recipes and partnering with really great artisans of their own craft and you know whether it be the seed and milk tahini or mama lill's pickled cherry peppers like whatever it is like how do we introduce items that are really spectacular in their category onto the menu to create these really exciting flavorful salads that are are going to resonate with people
1: and is that something that you started since our last podcast because i feel like i didn't
0: we've always done that and yeah i don't always think we you know talk about it as well as we could but you know from from day one it was always about you know finding these really interesting ingredients introducing them onto our menu to make the you know the the food really dynamic and if anything there's a little bit more structure and more work in you know really reaching out to people who are doing awesome things and, and helping to support them too. And because, right. you know, there's it, so much of it is an appreciation for entrepreneurs who are kind of pioneering, um, in their own category and saying, Hey, let's put you on the menu at Chopped, let's help get the name out there. This is such a great product, such, you know, such amazing flavor. It, you know, if we can be helpful and it creates a better product for us, like that's a win-win.
1: That's great do you do that uniquely to each look like each city or each state, or is it across, you get them across the board?
0: Uh, it, pretty much across the board, but a little bit of that too. And, you know, some, some ancillary ingredients, whether it be in beverage or, or, you know, um, we try to, we try to take, even if it's like do South pickles, right. Which are, right. you know, in the South, which are like the greatest pickles you've ever had. We try to, add those on the menu at all the restaurants and Got every it. market and because it just kind of it it gives people a louder voice. Um, that's awesome. and more I like presence. That. And I you know that's a part you know of the business that I have a lot of fun with. Do you um, have a
1: favorite salad or dish that you're into these days?
0: You know, we we have such we have such a, a menu that rotates that I was, I was just eating our Italian Caesar a lot, which had this like basil Caesar dressing. That was really amazing that has since come off the menu. And so, um, yesterday I had the Mediterranean bowl, which yeah I'm, here's what I'm starting to do. I'm starting to go back and just try ones. I haven't had in a while. Right. So I, had, I had the Mediterranean bowl yesterday, the day before that I had our Chinese chicken bowl. And that's your, that that they, like,
1: one of your favorites, I think. The Chinese chicken bowl. I feel like you mentioned yeah, that now, it's all coming that, back to me.
0: That is, that is really good. But that Mediterranean, yeah. I really like too. And then we have uh, what we call grilled wraps, which is where you take our salad and we grill a piece of flatbread and then we roll the salad into that flatbread. Ooh, that's and good. that, that yeah. is, that is one of my favorite things to eat in the world. And so I've also been. I've also been eating quite a bit of those too.
1: That's awesome, and so and then yeah. the free rain is at some of your locations. So like yeah. do you get good feedback on that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, we we, we the sales have been great of free rain in all the chop locations. It's been it's been great in juice press. Um, you know, That's we're awesome. seeing yeah really. I I think people not only appreciate the product, um, and but they also appreciate kind of what we're trying to do and what the brand stands for. And, um, and, and so I think we're like pointing in the right direction.
1: I like the cans and the logos uh, and the color. I, that's really such a beautiful presentation. I feel like, yeah.
0: Thank you. You know, it's it, kind of an inside joke with my wife that I'm, you know, I I my one of my favorite things in the world is a sunset. So like, this is in an ombre, very painterly way, Mm -hmm. a representation of a sunset, kind of, you know, a little bit abstracted, but uh, trying to create that very natural uh, idea through the cans, and while also reflecting the flavor inside.
1: That's awesome. I love that. I was just thinking, I I like it. I feel like, did you, is there like a special kit that you send when people order the different yeah so yeah so it's really like the
0: exploration pack yeah you know all all four of them times two and uh and then you can try what you like and again trying to address every part of the day or any need that you might have um and so a lot of people come into free reign through that exploration pack and then they'll say hey you know the calm is the one i kind of gravitated towards either because i like the flavor or that's that's what I need more of in my life. Yeah. Um, and so people will get that or, you know, or they won't, they really like the arousal or they want to yeah. gift their friend, the arousal or they, yeah. you know, so, you know, it's kind of, it, it kind of goes down to the individual once they get in the system, but.
1: And so what, what can we expect? I mean, we're in Q4. I feel like Q4 yeah. is probably over.
0: Yeah, like, even though feeling, we're still in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it's like, it's between close to over and still a whole lot to do in uh, Q4. Right. For, we, have, so, we have,
1: like, three more weeks until it's really, yeah, until it, Thanksgiving, right?
0: Yeah, And then exactly. it's like,
1: everybody shuts down.
0: Trying to get a lot done. Um, but, uh, you know, Q1, we launched a new SKU, which is a pomegranate flavor addressing a different need state, not yet to be mentioned. Okay. Um, with a new powerful functional ingredient um, that we don't have yet, and that I'm really excited about, I think, you know, I, I, it's hard to say I have a favorite. I think it tastes as good as anything we have, and so I'm really excited about the introduction of that. What color will be? be? <laughs> it'll be purplish, but okay. like a more of a ready a red purple, as distinct okay. from our our calm. So it's a really nice. th- it's a beautiful can too. Yeah. You know, the idea that's was exciting. always to like, yeah. the The original designs were all hand painted, mm-hmm. and then and then converted into digital to to create the cans.
1: People are probably going to be like, "What are they talking about? These beautiful cans!"
0: <laughs> I know. Well, they make you feel that that's
1: so important. Yeah, freerain.com. Yeah, I mean, I still like looking <laughs> at them.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, when they're lined up, it it looks nice. So it, me, it makes know. me
1: happy when I see bright colors well, and pretty things. So yeah.
0: Well, Me too. Me
1: too. This is super awesome. So we're for Q1 of 2023. We can expect Mm -hmm. to see a new SKU. And that's right. And and chopped anything big that's happening. I mean, everything is big, but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's all big. We are continuing to expand, have more locations in DC area, New York area. I should mention we've only been talking about chopped, but we acquired the chain Dos Toros. Oh. So Dos Toros is wow, pandemic, that's awesome. and they, you know, and Dos Toros I love, and Dos Toros is is going through a period of expansion too. So new markets at Dos Toros, including New Hyde Park, and Long Island. And Dos Toros, into, how many restaurants DC, are there? Twenty one. So Dos, Dos Toros is a taqueria in the um, in the fast casual space. Yes. So. It's awesome. Started in New York and Union Square. And yeah, I know it. Amazing, amazing founders and really, you know, kind of dynamic product and big expansion plans with that as well.
1: So, how are you uh, working with them? Like, are they still on board or when you acquired? Yeah, still
0: on board. Okay. Created a company called Founders Table, which um, is now Chopped and Dos Toros and, you know, really important to keep the founding vision for each concept, you know, the soul of the company and impact on the food and menu Mm -hmm. and and customer service and operations and just expand from there.
1: That's great. Who are the founders?
0: Their names are Oliver and Leo Kramer. Really awesome guys. And created really something special. First, you know, met them because we we're eating at Dos Toros so often. Wow, I definitely have
1: been there. I mean, I've, yeah, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: you've definitely seen it. A lot of restaurants in New York City yeah. and Chicago. And so, right next to Chopped in Brookfield place is Dos Toros.
1: Got it. That's probably, like, I'm like one of those people who, like, subliminally see yeah, things yeah, yeah, yeah. and doesn't you, notice you, them. And then I'm like, Dos Toros. Sure. How you do I know sure. that restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Congratulations. I mean, you guys are yeah. growing and- crushing it
0: it's uh yeah so you know so far so good it's just staying at it but it's been it's it takes been a hard. while
1: it, it takes t- a yeah, long time to really like go while. until people really see things yeah yeah so it's good to catch up and let's not make it like three years this time
0: <laughs> you
1: know Deal. let me know I'll pop by and say hi over at chopped or something yeah we
0: could have a salad at Chop for sure totally awesome, awesome. Marnie
1: Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram, and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download.